Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is my co-host, Mappa's Anteater, Magically Average. Average, Winter 2022 is finally upon us. We have our shows that we are watching, we want to watch, etc., but first, before we got hop all the way into that, I got you a Christmas gift that finally showed up. Yeah, I do want you to open it. I will. Show the crowd. And we are on Twitch right now recording this, so I'm sorry for you who are listening to this real quick. We are going to get through this bit. You're supposed to be opening this while I'm buying I'm going to crinkle it real loud. God dang it. Would you just freaking just open it so I can stop stalling for time? <laughs> I, Come on. Listen, there's a lot He's more opening it. He's unfolding it. Whoa. He's unfolding it. Oh my lord, it's a body pillow of my favoriteest boy from Overlord. It's oh just my, literally it's a body Eins pillow of a, of a skeleton with a little crystal in the middle. It's Einzul Gown. What do you mean? It's not just a random skeleton. It's the bestest boy from Overlord. I haven't I haven't started Overlord yet, so God knows I don't know his name. I Nor do I know really any of the other characters' names in the shows we watched this week. I so appreciate we're gonna the be gift, completely honest. But yeah, I am a little upset that I love you more than you love me because I blasted my way through Attack on Titan to make it to this newest season. And you have yet to even I bet it's not even in your Funimation queue. Nope. Not even a little. <laughs> Bro, I have had like zero time. Yesterday I watched my anime and then I proceeded to finish Arcane with Sam. Oh. So I finally finally finished that show. That which if you have not watched Arcane on Netflix, it is a phenomenal show. Yes. It is great. Even Fantastic. if even if you are not a League of Legends fan or know nothing about the video game, it is still a fantastic Can we call it an anime? I mean, can we just 
group it as it's a... not really it's no not really if I we mean, do if we do sam will never watch season two she didn't want to watch but people she call... didn't want to watch anime with me and yeah <laughs> people, people call... call what i was gonna say people call like avatar the last airbender and like american cartoons american anime so it's a really yeah. good show how about that but but i appreciate the gift thank you he will be he will be snuggling up to me every single time i watch overlord this year which we're hoping to get the official date soon but for now i'll be patient and instead i get stuck with shitty old attack on titan do you want to start there is this where we're going to begin i was going to say what's on your list to watch this year but you know what or this season but uh we kind of did that when we covered what we were going to watch um but yeah i didn't get to watch everything i wanted to uh the, the shows that i caught up on were demon slayer because god i needed to catch up on that i watched attack on titan and then i watched my dress up darling which those are the three shows i believe we're going to talk about today unless you want to throw one additional like comment add-on in there yeah i might add in one i watched police in a pod which is a really funny anime about a cop duo in a smallish town in japan um I just more more want to talk about it because of the commentary surrounding it. It's it's a funny show so far, but I think I think it's going to be very polarizing. Not surprising given it's about we'll see. about police force, but yeah, let's yeah. uh might as well start off with uh, the most contentious show I guess on our list, which is Attack on Titan. So, I know you gave me a bunch of shit. You watched it, you're like, "Oh, this is still shit." And we had the shit conversation about how shit shit was shit. But yeah. you know what? I have I have a confession here. Oh no. <laughs> because it was a year since I watched Attack on Titan, I've nearly forgotten everything that was going on <laughs> in Attack on Titan. Ah. I know all the characters, but I like I completely this is just, we're going into spoilers of episode 1, so if you haven't watched it, turn back now or fast forward till I don't have timestamps, so I'm sorry. Um I will say that like I don't remember Levi getting blown up at all. But that was a thing. I don't remember what the fuck the euthanization thing is. I do remember what the 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 fuck. What is it when the titans are all in the wall and they destroy the world? The rumbling. Oh, the rumbling. rumbling. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember how many. Like, I forgot how many fucking parties there were between like the two islands. There's like three different nationalities on the mainland. There's like the. Aaron party on the island there is the not Aaron party it is so confusing and then they have like some of the nationalists or some of the people from the mainland that I was just like on the island but I don't remember if they're with Aaron's party if they're not with Aaron's party what party they're a part of it was a lot so I had to look up a little bit of a video to even remind myself that of like what was going on and it helped to a degree. Still don't know what the fuck the euthanization thing is. I think it was to where people, like, I think they drank the wine and now they can't have babies or some shit like that. No, let me... So I, I'm going to follow up to you and say that is that is my number one gripe for this season so far is that there are, there are so many different factions of people aligning with others and you it's so hard to keep track because you have... So where we left off at the end of season four, part one was yes, like that a big explosion with the thunder stick or whatever that giant stupid missile they built is where yeah. basically Zeke was being held captive by Levi and Levi's smart plan was like, I'm going to stick this giant missile inside you and tie a rope around it and then around your neck. So if you move your neck too far, you know, basically you explode, not realizing that 
he would also explode. And that's basically what Zeke did. And I'm like, shocker. It was just weird that they left it off and they were like, what's the mystery? And then like the beginning of this first episode of the season, it's just um, Haji holding Levi with like splinters coming out of his face. And she's like, yep, he's basically dead. And I'm like, oh, cool. What a- do you think he's actually dead? Probably not. There's probably going to be some weird thing because he's an Ackerman and he probably has royal blood and he's probably a Titan or something. I don't know. There's There's got to be some weird shit there. That's besides the point. So the whole issue I ha- right now is I can't keep track of who's siding with whom. And that also spawns in from the like entirety of this last, the previous season, because I was so lost at times trying to figure out why people were in the positions they were and why they thought, like why, why they believed certain causes were right versus other people, but were of the same race. And the show did like, a really shit job explaining this. It was basically explained in some fashion through the stories that were told to Aaron and Zeke's dad when he was younger, and then the way that their dad taught them growing up, which was basically like Marley Brainwash, the, uh, the, the what are they called? Illidans? Illidans? Yeah. Whatever. The Titan people, we'll call them. Children of Ymir basically taught them that they were evil devil spawn and their only way to abolish their sin was to side with Marley and fight on their side. And then Aaron and Zeke's dad was like, no, we are good people. We actually helped save the world. We're not devil spawns. Like we do good things with our powers. And then it was like, okay. And then their cause got crushed and that's what led his dad to go to parody. And that's, then that's where basically our story starts at the beginning of the very first episode of this entire stupid show. And it's like, okay, cool. Can we dive deeper into that lore? Like, tell me more. Like, what are they doing now? Because you have this little shitty, shitty fucking kid in Gabby, who's the most annoying goddamn character ever. And all she does is scream and whine and yell. And I can't stand her. And she's like, no, everyone's devil. You guys are all devil spawns. I side with Marley. Then you have the gross cart girl that's like, oh, I'm going to pretend to side with the Aaron and his team. But then psych, I'm actually on our, your side. But I still don't trust the Marleys. But they're my comrades. So I do trust the Marleys. So I fight with them. But I don't really like them. And I'm like, what is going on? Pick a fucking side. You can't have 30 teams all fighting each other in a free-for-all match. It's... It, it, you gotta pick one. There's two sides. There's there's Marley and there's the Titan people. Pick one. Don't pick. There's not like subcategories. So what That's you're saying so is that Gabby, a child, is acting like a child. A child. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This this trained cool. this trained child who boarded an enemy airship and sniped a girl in like yeah point five seconds. Yeah. Yeah, she gets to still. So, she still gets angry when her pudding cup gets taken away. So I guess she's still a child. Hey, 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 hey! You don't fuck with somebody else's pudding cup, okay? That's true. You just don't. You just don't. I would but, bite your head off if I <laughs> if you stole my pudding cup, and I'd expect you to do the same if I did the same to you. Don't worry, I would. The whole thing with the euthanization, though, to answer your question, it's the plan that Zeke came up with to have Aaron side with him, which was basically like in order to prevent any of this happening in the future again with whole, like Marley basically controlling them, the children of your mirror. Um, they're going to use their Titan powers because 
they found out through the previous king that he has the ability as a titan using his royal blood to change the genetic makeup of human or the physiological makeup of humans so basically was going to euthanize them like castrate them (laughs) make it so that they wouldn't have ever have to have kids and the whole titan era would finally end in like a hundred years and then the whole thing with the wine was zeke put his spinal fluid in it so when the soldiers drank it he roared that's right titans see yep that's right but your your confusion is also my confusion and i watched the last episode of season so season four part one i watched the very last episode to get ready for this season like a week ago and i have the same level of confusion as a person who watched it a year ago to be fair you actually like were able to sum up a lot of things and fill in a bunch of gaps for me but still like yeah no i understand that the people are confusing the names are confusing everything is confusing but at least you knew what was going on i was just like huh I watched like two minutes. I was like, yeah, I should really watch a recap on this as to what the fuck is going on. I'm going to correct still you. Just, I don't know. I'm okay, going to correct you. Me. Okay, you do. I that. regurgitated what I watched. I Do I understand it fully? No. No. Story-wise, lore-wise, no fucking idea what's going on. I just basically, I watch it brain turned off, allow everything to just kind of get sucked in there so I can just barf it back out. Because that's my only, like, that's the only way I can digest this. It's like, I can't, I can't think about the story because it's so stupid. And, like, it's not even like they're trying to be clever with it. It's like they keep throwing in all these different angles. And they're like, oh, by the way, fucking, did you know that, like, you have to be touching royal blood or have royal blood in you to do the rumbling? And, like, that's how you control titans? And it's like, cool, let's go along with that whoa like fucking look at that like you put a spinal fluid in the wine i'm like no get back to the royal blood thing i want to know more about that whoa fucking like all this like it's honestly it feels like it's like i'm watching a show that has a like the show itself has adhd like it can't focus on one thing it's got to like bring in all these extra pieces of shit and chuck it and smush it all together and be like this is your story like i don't know man I, I can't lie and say that it's not entertaining. Like, the animation is still good. The 3D effects, I will say, that caught me off guard with the whole, like, Titans now kind of being 3D-ish. That's that's what the change of studios. So in yeah, season no, four, they change studios and all that jazz and all that uproar and everything else, yada, yada. I mean, um, it's, not, it's not a big issue. But, like, again, no. the, the, mu- the, the score, the music, it's all fantastic. The animation is still some of the best in any show I've ever seen. I just I I can't I can't even try to figure out what's happening. It's just brain turn off. Watch. That's it. Just nothing more. I will say the one thing about the animation that like even uh, the 3D is fine, but the one thing that I kind of got put off to about rewatching this or not rewatching, but watching this newest episode is that in this newest episode, and I don't really remember this all too much. Like I do, but I don't. It seemed like every single fucking person in every single frame had like 50 bajillion black lines going up and down their faces. I knew that that was a thing to like show emotion and everything else throughout the seasons. Yeah. But it just seemed like a little bit exponentially more right now in this first episode. I was like, why? They don't need to have all those black lines. Are you trying to add detail when there shouldn't be detail added? What's going on here? Just car- Just... 
you know, you're getting shot like fish in a barrel. Just be shot like fish in a barrel. You don't need like 50 bajillion black lines on your face. I, I think it's to highlight just how gloomy they are that they have to be in the show. It's, that it's, it's gotten progressively, sleep. yeah, it's gotten progressively worse as the show's gone on. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like, why the are one, there so many? I don't know. The whatever. one shining moment in this show, though, is the opening. Aaron getting his brain. Oh no! Yeah, the that, death metal song. That opening. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, this is this is kind of this is kind of incredible. Like this is this is pretty fucking good. Like they finally like went back to the roots of being like, yes, this is a dark gloomy depressing show add in the heavy metal music baby i was like let's scream about it yeah that was that was some good that was was the only bright spot so far yeah it was a good intro i enjoyed it but i I don't really like heavy metal all too too much so but now since we finally entered into this last the final final part of the final final season Mm -hmm. i'm going to hold your toes over the fire sir and if they do not finish up, if they do not tie this show up in a nice little bow and touch on every single bit of their stupid lore and story, then it is 100% settled, no argument, the show is Garby Poo Poo Butthole. Yeah, I don't know how it ends. I, I, I th- That just was like an open attack on me of just somebody's going to tweet at me now, like, here's the ending of the manga. <laughs> no, wait, no, no. Like, no, don't spoil it. No one spoil please, it. Please, please no don't spoil, spoil it. it. We, are, we are enjoying it. It's yeah. just, we want to be surprised if the, the ending is har- garbage, like half the fan base thought, or really, really good, like the other half of the manga fan base thought. Because apparently the ending is very like, I don't know. What? I don't know. I, is, I heard like people were yay and others were nay, and then there was the in-betweeners, which not really there's just one side or the just other. So long as it concludes neatly, then I'm fine with it. I'll give the show a five. It's a mid-show, but it's got oh, to okay. finish up. There's so, so many things okay, outstanding. A five is a fail. A five is a fail. A six is a D. A 70 is a C. Would fine. you give it a seven? 70 for being mid sure completely average yeah but just um, like me yeah to to what really happened in this episode uh i don't even fucking remember it's just a lot of action a lot of action marley came in on blimps and started shooting people like fish in a barrel aaron tried to fight the jaw titan and the armor titan again and got his brains fucking blown out through a fucking mortar ship two mortar shells from the cart the, uh from the cart titan yeah. and a mortar that was being held by the cart titan and, Honestly, uh, yeah. I don't even remember how the episode like ends. I think it's just him screaming. Aaron screaming, I should say. I think they were coming for him, and then he screams, and that was about it. I don't actually remember how it ended either. I was just kind of perplexed as to like everything kind of fucking going on, because it's yeah. a lot. Like There's no recap. They just go straight into the episode like you had just watched the last episode just previously. There's no previously on. It's just, cool, you watched the latest episode... Here we go, continuing it again. Oh. You can't continue a fucking show without giving a recap after a year. Like, you did that in season two for fucking season one after four years. You can't do it. Like, like you learn your lesson. I almost forgot, like, the part that stood out the most in this episode. When Zeke is <laughs> basically reborn out of the Titan, like the fucking Tauntaun from Star Wars. Um, He, like, he's 
kind of lost and doesn't remember a lot, which makes sense because I'm assuming that he did the whole like spread your conscious around and then let your body rebuild slowly. But he talked about a new fucking thing. Like I, I was being re it almost yeah, felt like I was girl. being rebuilt from scratch. This is what the paths is this what the paths are? And I'm like, what the fuck are the paths? What Yeah, then what? you kinda get like a what? vision of or like you get like a scene of like him just staring blankly into the sky like night sky and like a sand dune and there's like a little creepy girl playing like sandcastle with his legs remodeling his legs yeah. like, like, was like what the fuck is this bullshit like, What's i'm gonna going make him right into now? a mermaid <laughs> like yeah it was really fucking weird but that now was there's a, like a whole new scene. thing i'm like what because my like maybe the this... path is just maybe <sighs> the path is just bloodlines i don't know i just I, there's a lot of answers like where's historia and her little baby like uh there's that there's fucking all the shit that's actually happening on Marley still, because they're still rebuilding after the whole destruct- destruction thing. There's all the whole the fact that apparently all these other countries are going to start invading too. It's going to be a giant war. I don't think I don't think we get anything from Marley until the end of the season, just for the fact that everybody's just going to come back to Marley and they're still going to be like rebuilding. And it's like, okay, cool, we killed everybody, now surrender. Yeah, I, type type situation. I don't know. Uh, this this episode next episode is going to be really interesting. I. I I hope it's well. Most yeah. people probably will, but I hope it's not just. Do you have a prediction? The, Do you have a prediction as to how it's going to end? The entire show. Yeah. I no. My my only prediction so far, because I they keep fucking talking about it, won't shut up about it, is that the rumbling is going to happen, and it's basically going to be like the end scene from Fully Cooly, where all the the like big ironing things just make the earth smooth. It's just going to be that, <laughs> but with giant titans stomping everything. Wait, is that how we get flat earth? Yeah, that's and that's how huh. flat earth is born. Okay. Yeah, see, for me, I my only one prediction that I have as to what's going to happen is that somehow Aaron is going to get the powers of all the titans and then just die. Like burn himself to a crisp or something so he becomes ash, nobody can eat him, he nobody else has the power of the titans and just then, that's it. That's right. how the titans end. Like that's how the bloodline ends. That's how everything ends for the titans. Someone Again, I, I welcome people to call me out on my bullshit because I'm not here toting that I know all the lore of Attack on Titan because God knows I don't want to know it. But didn't they say, though, the whole reason that they're doing the euthanization thing is that so that there's no more children of Ymir. But didn't they say, like, basically if a Titan dies and they're not eaten, it's like basically the a, like a newborn baby who is of Ymir can just basically inherit the powers that way? I don't know. I missed that. If I so. thought I thought they said something like that at like the middle of season three. It was some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I, I may have missed that one. It was around the time when we finally started learning more about like how titans are made, but then the the power of the nine titans. And I thought like one random. It was probably like an offshoot conversation that didn't really mean much, but it stood out to me. Was that they were like, oh yeah, if someone dies, so long as the children of Ymir are still born, they'll just basically inherit it and i'm like how they like fucking vampires suck it up in them when they come out of the womb like well, how's that happen yep pretty much all right no i'm kidding i don't know um but yeah i enjoyed episode one of part two i still need to watch another like in-depth recap as to all the players in this show but i enjoyed it it was fun i i really enjoyed seeing emo boy aaron get his head blown through twice by two different mortar shells that was fantastic that was the highlight of the episode, other than yeah. like 
hey, we're on blimps and we're just shooting fish in a barrel. Here we go. There's, there was one scene, too, that made Like, me fuck laugh. Marley, but, like, that was pretty neat. There's one, there one scene, what? The one scene that made me laugh was when there was some of the scouts were on this roof and, like, they were just standing there and, like, a grenade is thrown by Marley. No joke, in the animation, it, like, gets lobbed they don't move it hits the roof and bounces like three times they don't move and then it just explodes and i'm like they could they could have given him some chance right like some reaction they didn't want to pay for the animation (laughs) apparently not they just added a lot of black lines really quick at the end and then just there you go yeah it's like god they've seen so many titans now that they're not that scary but a fucking grenade it just makes them shit their pants so where they stop there we go yeah i also like speaking the fact of pants that, oh no oh, damn it pants? no i had the perfect no I, I, just, I, pants, I just we... i didn't say anything speaking of pants what speaking of pants we watched my dress up darling yeah we did there's no pants to be seen in that show <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good i liked it though it was good that was a yeah, good transition. I mean, it was it was entertaining enough. I want to see what happens. Like it was just basically the introduction of these two characters of like, hey, here's character boy. Boy really likes dolls to an obsessive degree. Boy has no friends. Boy lives in a doll factory where his whole family makes dolls. Here's girl. Girl's very popular. Girl does not care what other people think about her. Girl does not like it when you shit talk about the things she likes. Girl also cosplays on the side, but doesn't know how to sew. Boy knows how to sew. The both of them find each other in a sewing room by mistake and girl asks hey boy can you sew me a cosplay because this is what i've got and boy's like wow your cosplay is horrendous i've never seen such worse cosplay or such worse sewing in my life how did you manage to make it this bad girl wow i'm not even mad about it because you're right this does suck can you make me a cosplay boy sure why not? I make I make clothes for dolls. May as well make one for a real life doll. Because girl is attractive. Girl is also best girl of season so far. That was pretty that's, good. That's episode I, one. Yeah. That was that, I mean Yeah. That, I mean that, that, that putting it not really much simply, else. that's that's episode one. Like yeah. they, it's just introduction to characters like getting their personalities, getting their home life well, the guy's home life, not the girls. But, like, getting to know these two characters and set up, like, the plot or quote-unquote plot of what they're going to be doing throughout the season. Mm-hmm. My question is, is this going to be, like, not necessarily, like, an, a harem, but just, like, will more girls come and be like, wow, I like your cosplay. Who do you get it from? I get it from Boy. And Boy is going to be like, wow, thank you for shouting me out, but I also want to just remain under the radar. Why are you doing this? Please stop. Don't give me any credit other girls come can you make us cosplay original girl now i'm jealous because other people are coming you're my boy be my boy that's my prediction i get someone needs to make be my boy with like frank's be face my boy be my boy be my boy um i was getting the impression at the beginning that it was gonna sort of be like a don't don't toy with me sort of vibe where like she would make fun of him and then realize like oh he kind of has a skill and then just like harsh abuse him into getting what she wants but then it was like oh no genuine emotions of like holy shit you have such an amazing skill can you use that skill to make me clothes because i can't do that and i want to cosplay and i was like oh that's sweet i don't think it's going to be like a i have feelings for this person 
And if it is, it's going to be... in the long run, it will. Because the first tag for the show is romance. I, I think it will happen, but it's going to be one of those ones where he'll only like her when she's cosplaying. Because he has like uh, he yeah, has that attraction. He has an obsession with the dolls. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say attraction. It's he gets a lot of emotions and like when he's making the dolls to the point where it's like it's sort of like an obsession ish. Like he like no, it's it's an obsession. Like the man about drops one of the doll heads or what I forget what the dolls are actually called. Hina? But, um, and the Hina dolls, right? Yeah, uh, Kashi Kashirashi. Kashirashi, yeah, something like that. Um, he like nearly drops one of the head where it's just like the head and then a stick because you make the clothes around the stick. And he nearly drops the head and he like dives for it, catches it, is like, Are you okay, my darling? And then like notices the girls there and he's like, I'm fucked. Oh no. Not just dive. Like ninja dive rolls back like flings into a desk, like panicked, screams at the doll. Like, are you fine? Yeah, it's he's 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 obsessed. I guess that's 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 fair to say. Yeah, he's um, he's obsessed. But I do think that yeah, he might find an attraction towards the girl when she cosplays. But I don't know how she will come into attraction with him. I do feel like it might be one of those situations where he'll gain notoriety from his like cosplay making skills to where other people are like. Hey, I want to hire you too. Spend time with me, and when he's, you know, gets hired for other jobs, she'll be like, "Wait, I miss you. Let me join you. Let me be your girl. Be my boy." Yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be the the angle. But it was a it was an entertaining enter enter entertaining entertaining first episode to say the least. And I think the story yeah. is cute. And again, animation is really good too. I think that's another CloverWorks one, right? Yep, it's Cloverworks. Uh, this is the season of Cloverworks. There's like three or four shows that are being done by Cloverworks this season. Yeah, there there really are. But um, yeah, this the animation in this is pretty fluid and pretty nice. I know a lot of people are kind of perplexed and dumbfounded at just how nice some of the 3D animations are. Like in the intro song or the opening, which is a pretty good song. I got to go back and rewatch yeah. it and make sure I actually remembered what it was. But at the very end, they're like running across like a crosswalk that like slows into a walk, and like I know a bunch of people were shitting their pants over just how fluid and nice that animation looks, and to a degree, yeah. But I feel like I don't. It's one of those things like I don't remember what other show I've seen, but it's like I've seen it before, but maybe not as cleanly done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the animation is clean. It's a different type of clean from other. Slice of life's like uh, Comey can't communicate. Like Comey can't communicate was super detailed. This one was just kind of more fluid, I would say. Yeah. Well, and and real quick too, I'll talk about another slice of life that, uh, funny enough, has to do with clothes. Akibi's sailor uniform is has. I think that's again. It might be Cloverworks. I don't know. It's whatever studio did Promise Neverland and Wonder Egg. I think they're doing the animation for the show too. But it's it's not like it's. Really it is like Cloverworks. Oh, shocker, shocker! It is the season of Cloverworks. It's not that it's this animation style is like really fluid, like dress up. It's that the colors almost look like they're watercolors, and the eyes like there's so much detail and like a lot of the facial features and characteristics of the characters that it just really pops. I was watching the first episode for Sailor Uniform, which is again super cute, 
That's about a rural girl who goes to an academy and all she wants to do is wear a sailor uniform and eventually be a pop idol star, I think. Um, but like, holy crap, there were just the scenes where she's like doing gymnastics and like spinning and like her, the way her hair is drawn and everything in it. She lands in the water and like the water doesn't, it's not like the like clip art put in water effect, like real world splash. It's like actual like animation of water going up. I'm like, holy crap, like just these little small things are insane. But no, it, looking at the description of the show, it just seems like she wants to live like a like basically like a school life where she goes to school lunches, does club activities, has friends, like a bunch of firsts. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's an adorable but show. I, I have it on my to watch list. It was Cloverworks. They're doing one other show, which I just saw. Oh, the Tokyo 24th Ward. Um, but yeah i i to go back to my dress up darling it was a good first episode it did a good job about setting up the characters it's now okay what are you going to do with these characters how quickly are you going to progress through stories and emotions etc because this is only one season long at 12 episodes so i don't know i don't know how much of the source material there is etc etc so i'm excited to see what more happens i just hope that it's well paced because I feel like, as well as this first episode was, I do have just a little bit of concerns that it's going to be paced awkwardly. And I, I I can't even specifically point out why. It's just a gut feeling that I'm just like, this pacing is going to be a bit off. And I don't know if it's going to be too quick, too slow, or what. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. I really do, because I really enjoyed this. I think, I mean, this is going to be for me at least the slice of life for the season even though it is a little bit looter because of panty shots and whatnot but you know yeah it's it is, well and also and also the cosplay like holy shit like she's like this is the cosplay i'm going after and it's like some big titty girl like from a video like gotcha video game type thing and just like yeah it's gonna be a little lewd in that regard but um yeah yeah it'll be good i I'm i'm excited to watch more of it but we got a few days until then. And until then, until those five days, and until we watch more, which I think... I was well, trying to come I up think, a tra- for a transition for you. I'm sorry. I, no, I was going to say, normally normally <laughs> this is probably where we jump right into uh, Sabiku... Uh, Sabiku? I don't know. I, sorry. Bisco. We're just going to call the, the I think it's Bisco. like mush, Mushroom Hunter Bisco is actually the tech, is like the full name. Something like that. Oh, well, in, in English, it's just Sabiku uh, Bisco. I think that's how you pronounce it. But yeah, uh, we're just going to call it Bisco. We're going to watch that episode as soon as we are done recording here because we both want to watch it and discuss it next week because episode one came out today on a Monday. Which so, is lame. Uh, it's a, yeah. It's frustrating. It is what it is. But um, we got to catch up on Demon Slayer. We had three yeah. episodes we didn't talk about. So yeah, a lot, ha- not like a lot, but also not a lot happened. Like basically to sum it all up, Fucking uh, boarhead boy, why can I not think of his name? Enosuke? Yeah, Enosuke is like, hey, I'm going to go find the cloth thing. Or like, you know, where the hell this is going? There's got to be a hole somewhere out of here because there's pathways because Tanjiro said there are pathways. There's got to be pathways to other houses. And he finds a hole finally. And he fucking shows off this disgusting, I can unjoint every fucking bone in my body as long as my head fits. I can move, I can get through that hole, or I can get through that crevice. And he does. He fucking fits his head in a little tiny hole, 
unjoints every single bone in his body and just wriggles like a worm into a fucking just like cave underground that has a bunch of other smaller holes. And from here, he engages in a battle with the scarves because you just see all the scarf pieces with like people on them. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the hell's going on here? And it wasn't until the scarf actually starts like shows that it's sentient and like starts to attack him that they get into a battle. But a lot happens like like that's just like kind of what happens with his character in the kind of two episodes other than this third one. Well, Zenetsu is captured. He's uh, disappeared. Uh, and he you later find out that he is in one of the scarf pieces that is underground where Inosuke is. So, like, we could just put a pin in that. The real main important, like, plot line of the three episodes that we missed is Tanjiro and what the fuck he's up to. So, after Tanjiro meets with Inosuke and talks about, like, there's got to be tunnels, etc., etc., there's got to be a way in between all the houses, we got to find it, he decides, like, I think it was right at sunset, like, he's smelling out demons, he's trying to figure out where the hell this demon is, and he finally finds her. And they start battling, and he can tell that she is way more powerful than him. And long of it short, because this is like it's it's kind of drawn out a bit until he goes full on DBZ mode, where he like out of nowhere has a power up to where he is now super fast and is overpowering this demon. Because I believe this is now sun breathing, but it's like still fire breathing. But I think it's it's definitely sun breathing, but um, before that he was doing fire breathing and kind of once he did a couple moves, he, his muscles all started tightening up and cramping to the point where he couldn't move and he was like having a hard time breathing. And through the power of anime and DBZ power-ups, he's able to move again and takes one giant-ass breath and holds it and starts going fucking berserk mode on this on this demon this upper six demon and just shredding her to pieces until he's about to make like the final attack of just like chop off her head that he gets like a vision from his sibling that says Tanjiro you need to breathe you need to breathe and he breathes and he just fucking collapses like he's just dead and I know there's other things that I'm missing, like um, when Pretty Boy, uh, the Hosh- Hoshira, is that how you Hashira, it? yeah, where Tengen, he, uh, Hashira, yeah, Tengen, the Hashira, he like digs a hole from the fucking street, like he hears all the fighting that's going on underneath the like street with uh, Inosuke and the cloth, because you know his hearing is very good apparently. And he just decides, I'm going to take my two swords and dig a fucking hole that's about, you know, 50 feet under, some shit like that. Yeah. It's pretty far down there. And he fucking digs this giant asshole, gets down there, slices the scarf to pieces to where everybody is, like, now getting out of the scarf and they're now in their human form again. And you find out that that little room was a feeding, like, locker. In yeah, which it was just it was just a meat locker, and yeah, it was kind of weird. And you're like, oh, this is this could have gone dark. This could have gone bad, but it didn't. Yay! Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot. Like I watched all three episodes in a row, and I they all kind of blend together for me. I know I'm missing pieces. I, the last episode basically ends when Tanjiro is getting his sh- like he's about to get his shit kicked in, 
and that's when um shit wow i forgot what lolly girl lolly 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 nezuko lolly lule lo nesco um pops out of the box and you don't see her pop out of the box but basically when tanjiro is about to get his shit kicked in nesco sh- kicks the ever-living shit out of uh demon demon six upper six's fucking head and not decapitates her but takes from like the nose up off her fucking shoulders and that's when the demon is like how dare you fucking touch me like that and like when nesco attacks again yeah there's demon on demon fight and when nesco attacks again she fucking like chops nesco in half and like takes a leg like takes a leg off first nesco regenerates it and then when she attacks fucking takes her scarf which is like razor sharp and fucking chops her in half and she goes flying into a fucking house and the demon's like cool you're down and out for the count like you're not gonna get up because i just fucking hurt you and you don't eat humans so there ain't no freaking way you have the energy to regenerate and sure as shit dbz power up yet again with the like tattooed vines that come out of nowhere nesco powers up and regenerates all her limbs very quickly and like grows this tattoo like vine flower tattoos all over her body and it's just like cool it's on like donkey kong time to kick the shit out of you woman and that's kind of how it ends yep that's about it i know there's more that i'm missing like intricate details Eh. but i was just like eh who you, cares? you we've, missed... we've been gone for three weeks from this show. We're gonna just generalize it. You just missed... like, yeah. Oh, As I say, I missed you missed what? the muscle mice. That was a big. Oh piece. god, how did I miss muscle mice? Yeah, the muscle mice the... was the best fucking part. Yeah. Are you? Uh, so uh, Tengen. Okay. Tengen. Yeah. God damn it! I loved it. Tengen trained mice to work out their muscles and be like very um, not selfish. What's the word? Self-absorbent in their muscles. Yes. And train them to like bring like be like helpers and bring them like all the guys' weapons whenever they need it, et cetera, et cetera. And so like every once in a while these mice just appear throughout the three episodes and all they are are just mice with like sunglasses on and they're buff and they just flex their muscles and they're just what is it that they say? Muki. Means muscle, Mookie. I think, right? Yeah, Mookie. it's just Muki. Muki. Yeah. Over they, they and over even, and over again. It's they, adorable and it's they even scary. have like Tengen's like what like rock or oh yeah the like, like little crystal yeah, yeah the crystal headband yeah that's about it i i was going to make a comment but i wanted you to just keep on rolling that i this is to be expected from this season though with the whole feeling that like everything's sort of meshing together because it was something that i had pointed out at the beginning which is we're going to be in the same environment for all of this season right it's the entertainment district arc so it's going to basically just be like one really fluid story. And so it's yeah. going to have that sort of sense of like everything is just sort of meshed together. There doesn't feel like it's all that different episode to episode. And it's going to be a very slow build. But it's still, yeah. it's, I mean, it's progressing a bit quicker than what I thought. I mean, episode four, we get the like first fight with the demon. And we just finished, this is episode six, I think, that just uh, the, from this past weekend. You'd so, be correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's going a lot quicker than what I had imagined. But, yeah, it, it's definitely got that feeling of, wow, I really can't remember what happened last episode. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's this episode. Wait, no, it's two episodes? I don't know what's happening. Because everything's just kind of meshing together. 
There has to be a plot twist, though, to drag it out a little bit. But, like, this is very well, reminiscent. Uh, like, I feel like the pacing and how these episodes have been have been very reminiscent of DBZ, where it's just like, cool, you're not as strong as I am, so I'm going to toy with you. Oh, no, you got a power-up. Now I got a power-up. Now I got a power-up. Now I got a power-up. Like, it's, it's going to be reminiscent of old DBZ. Or not necessarily old. It is DBZ. But I th- uh, I'm enjoying it. It's reminiscent. It's nice. It's a good, familiar feeling. I think there's two things I think that's going to happen in the next few episodes. Well, I guess we're we're halfway through this season already, but the first one, and they they already hinted on it in this last episode, is that I think we, the audience, are going to learn more about sun breathing because of Rengoku's father, like sending messages to Tanjiro for I, I don't know how long, but he's at least been communicating in some capacity and for some duration since their original meeting about sun breathing and that technique and who's going to learn more from him i assume the other well i guess in tandem with that we're going to learn more about nezuko because she obviously has a power because spoilers from the intro she's got this weird like like flamey sparkly vine things that's popping out of the ground near around her and i'm like oh i did not watch the intro i don't watch the intro to most shows just because it does do spoilers i know it does do spoilers but that intro song is a bop dude Oh, that's, I listen to it, but I don't watch it. I'm, I'm like I'm putzing around on my phone as I'm listening to the bop. That's know. fair. I I, I I scurry around my house just going da 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 da. Um, so I think I, we're gonna Classic. learn <laughs> throughout this fight because I I think it's gonna be another two episodes until it's concluded. I think we're gonna learn more about both their powers. Uh, but then again, another spoiler from the intro. The other twist is there's another enemy. That's in the entertainment district currently because they're shown attacking Tengen in the intro. And they have like these weird, like, I I can't remember exactly what it is, but they look like they have like weird scythe weapons kind of, Hmm. or like sickles. I don't know. It, I just, I know there's going to be probably some other enemy that's going to show up. Hopefully not similar to how, Mugen train ends where it's just like, bam! I'm in here for one episode. Gut punch. I'm out of here and sprint into the woods. Like I'm I hoping will that... quit this show. <laughs> I will fucking quit this show if that <laughs> shit, that bull fucking shit happens again. Why did you have to bring up Mugen train? Like sorry. why? Why? Did you... I'm sorry. You just had to like take your pocket sand and throw it in my fucking eyes. Pocket sand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no. But like again, I've I am enjoying this season a lot more than I enjoyed season one and Mugen train combined. My one gripe, and this is the weirdest fucking gripe that I have had in a very long time with the past couple episodes, all the fucking blood is 3D, and it's fucking weird. Anytime he cuts the scarf, it's just like 3D blood that doesn't look anything like the animation that's on screen, just like bleh, and it just looks horrible. It looks so dumb. I will say that the environmental thing i don't know how else to really describe it like all of the like things that happen to the scenery so like with the buildings and stuff like in this last episode the demon gets her power up and she's basically just and all these people start coming out like stop fighting in the streets you hooligans and the demons like die and just does like this insane like cut and it just like slices up buildings and there's explosions there's like a part of like the explosions happening where it almost felt like it zoomed in to like just one piece of wood 
and you just you couldn't tell what was happening it was just like like smoke and stuff and like you see like a splinter shoot across the screen and i'm like oh that looks kind of gross and then like it zooms out and it's all like 3d collapsing stuff and it just yeah. looked kind of garbo i mean yeah I, again these are just minor gripes with yeah. what is a phenomenal season but yeah i thought that the blood looked really fucking weird like it was a choice to put 3d blood in like 2d scenes ish like it's just i don't know like the the attacks are so stylized compared to the art that's on screen which is already stylized a different style than the like water breathing or fire breathing and then you have 3d blood that's just bleh yeah it just looks so out of place i don't know i will give a huge huge prop to whoever and i'm assuming it's a big team whoever's in charge of doing the choreography for the fights it looks incredible it's not like the i'm trying to think of a good show to like well i guess dragon ball would be a good one but like you know the fight scenes where like both people are punching super fast and it's literally just like like just blurs like you don't actually see really anything you just see them standing still and they're just punching super fast and you're like oh cool they're fighting at like light speed they don't do that with this but they're still doing it really fast. Like you see the, um, I think it's actually her belt. That's the thing, right? The Ebby, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ebby of a kimono. Yeah. Which like was weird because it came off her at one point and then just like suction cup back right onto her <laughs> after she jumped away. Yeah. That was a weird scene. Yeah. It's a weird like Ebby leech thing, like a tapeworm. Um, wow. Tapeworm. <laughs> that might explain why I can eat people. Anyway. Uh, it, like when it's shooting out at Tanjiro and there's like multiple of them and he's like deflecting it, like you see them all come at him like from individual angles and you actually see the transition of his sword like blocking it. And then when he attacks, you see like how he attacks like certain ones and like the method in which like he can like speed and go through them and he's like trying to close the gap between them. Like you, you see all of it. It's not like just swing sword explosion thing like pieces of ebby tapeworm goes everywhere blood splatter then now he's super close to her like it's the fight scenes are insane now i don't know what changed like something yeah something changed and it's for the better i would equate it to almost like the how fluid and nice looking the scene from and I hate to bring it up, Attack on Titan Season 3, where Levi is just, like, parkouring throughout the entire oh, city. Yeah. How fluid and beautiful that scene is. Is it when I would he's, equate it... When he's dodging he's Kenny? Running, he's, yeah, where he's yeah. dodging Kenny. Like, that That whole sequence is, like, as fluid as what the... Like, or this episode or these past few episodes are as fluid as how beautiful that scene looked. Right. Because, like, it's with just that... Just different, different art, etc. Well, but, like, it's the same principles, right? Because with that, you could have just shown him, like going out of building and like then like zoom up to him like inner monologue and then like zooming across another building it's like no you see him like actually shoot out his his odm gear attached to a building flip around you see the angle at which the other people are coming in you see him zip underneath like a cart you see him shoot people behind him as he's going along like you see the whole thing and it's incredible like that's the fight scene that we're getting right now with tanjiro and the upper six demon and i'm like oh Boy, I cannot wait for Tengen to get involved because shit's only going to get crazier from there. Which, yep. is his breathing technique sound? Is that what I remember from, like, when he dug that big hole? Was it sound yeah, breathing? Yeah, because he, his his ears are really freaking sensitive. Like, yeah. yeah, I believe that was something. It was sound or something like that or wind. 
may have been it. I don't remember. Something to have, yeah. But I, I'm more interested now to learn about Tengen because we he saved all of his wives. The one that got poisoned. Two, he, two of the three. Two of the three. Well, the first one, the one that he originally found, she was poisoned. He gave her an antidote and then was like, by the way, I'm off to get the oh, other I bitches. I guess that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I'm getting your other wives. Hang on. And then he zipped down to the hole where Nosuke and you do learn though off. that you do learn though that he's like what was it Shinobi and that they are polygamous or no yeah, yeah polygamous so that's why he has three li- wives it's like okay yeah you didn't really necessarily need to like tell us about it but it's good that you gave us the backstory of that and also like the three wives and how why like why they kind of all get along with each other and they're not like jealous and freak out over yeah. each other whenever they see each other. Yeah, they're like he's that like a, a, that was a decent detail, but at the same time, kind of like okay, I would have just like rolled with it, but all right, I'll I'll take it. He's like a Mormon nin- ninja. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but anywho, we're gonna cut this one really short. This is a quick wow. episode. I we didn't get to watch everything we wanted to. You watched a few more shows that you could probably talk about, but. I, I would just be sitting here nodding my head like, yes, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh, I'll just, yes, I mean, me I could just say, like, Tokyo 24th Ward is is funny uh, just for the beginning two scenes. It's actually really good. It's the first episode that was 50 minutes long, but it's basically, like, it takes place now, I guess. Technically, well, technically 2021. But there's, like, a, a man-made island outside of Tokyo that used to be owned by, like, another country. And then they were like, oh, we basically took a shit on it. It's yours again, Japan. And they're trying to get back into Tokyo. And then, like, the characters are basically, like, the characters from Jet Set Radio Future. Like... Oh, God. It's it's cool. No, it's a cool show. But the only reason I wanted to bring up this show in particular, because the, there's two scenes at the very beginning that almost made me stop watching the episode, like, that early. Where, like, the it, first thing is, like, the school's on fire. You're like, holy shit, this is starting off hot and heavy. Like, quite literally. And, like, the two characters... There's, like, two characters outside this building, and... They're like, oh, there's someone else inside. I couldn't get to him. And one of them's like, I'm the hero, though. I need to go get them. And then his two buddies are like, dude, it's too hot. Like, it's literally a fire. Like, what are you going to do? And then his one technical friend's like, I'm going to send in a drone. Couldn't find anything. So home, the home dude is like, I'm a hero, though. So he, like, jumps in the pool. Like, I'm wet. I can't catch on fire. Durr. Runs into the building. But before that happens... His buddies are like, dude, you can't go. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were, like, out of time and animating this. But he, like, almost glitch-walked really quickly at them, headbutt them both really quick. Like, in, like, half a second, headbutts two dudes who are, like, both five feet apart from each Like, they're all five feet apart from each other. And I'm like, that, I almost barfed at that scene. And then, like, almost a split second later, the school, like, an explosion happens. And it legit looks like... Adobe Photoshop pull in real actual life fire paste into school in like a spot that doesn't even make sense and like have explosion occur. And I'm like, I'm going to drop this show so fast. It's not even going to make it through the first 10 minutes of the episode and I want to drop it. But I was like, no, no, I'm going to keep it going. And it was actually pretty good. It's basically like uh, the anime minority report which is a Tom Cruise film where basically they can like they there's this weird human being slash like robot thing that can predict when crimes are going to occur. I think. And Tom Cruise is one of like the crime, like the time cop basically <laughs> like goes out and prevents the the crimes from happening. It's basically that where like 
there's some entity that can predict event like crimes that are about to take place before they happen and their whole goal is to like change the future so that they don't so it i mean it it was pretty entertaining but i huh? swear to god it even it just go watch the first five minutes of the episode for those two things that happen and they happen almost back to back the headbutt and the explosion it's it's some of the worst animation i've ever seen take place in a show but it's it is bad good it is fantastically awful you you got through that episode and thank you all for getting through this episode we hope you had a good time (laughs) tell us what you're watching this season and uh, what we should add to our list by tweeting at us at bakako podcasts uh and we'll see you next week until next time spark triumph we'll see you then hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be just like on the recruiting trail i've seen potential come in many forms as a coach learn more at invesco.com qqq let's rethink possibility invesco distributors inc Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Back up! Back up.